up, suckers? Welcome to another episode of Where the Fuck Are the Popcorn Bags, the podcast where we review a movie, but not before we give you our expectations and then go watch it while we eat some snacks and then get pretty high. I am, of course, the one and only Mantis Toboggan, and I'm still all up on my men's rights kick because I don't think we get enough representation in the media, Brianna. And I'm slipping Brianna. And I'd like to thank our sponsor, Bubba Burgers. And today, we'll be watching the sequel to Avengers Endgame, Cherry. (laughs) Cherry is based on the novel of the same name by Nico Walker, directed by the Russo brothers, and stars Tom Holland as the titular character. Before we get into the movie of the night, however, Brianna and I are going to talk about our expectations and discuss some things we learned about it while lazily scanning the internet. I forgot to delete a line in my intro, so it messed me all up. Oh, hello, yes, uh, this is Marjo. I'm feeling a very good spirits this uh, day because I have gotten a sandwich for the first time in a... Don't, don't tell him how long. Okay, yes. Uh, please stay tuned for after the episode uh, for headlines and a uh, MCU list best to worst breakdown. Thank you, goodbye! Appreciate it, Marjo. Don't give anybody the little... The little bits and bits and pieces of uh, of our life, but I will give them the little bits and pieces of this movie. Brianna, tidbits, titty bits. Okay, got all my crazy energy out in the intro, so uh, smooth sailing from here. I hope <laughs> the movie of the night, Brianna, is Cherry. The novel was written by Nico Walker, who was chronicled in a BuzzFeed article in 2013 about how a war hero became a bank robber. Walker had been in a federal prison in Kentucky, and he was in there since 2013. He wrote this book on a typewriter over the course of several years. The book came out in 2018. He was then released from prison in early October of 2019. And so this book came out in, uh, I think, August 14th, 2018. He was still in prison when this book came out. The fact that he wrote it in prison is bananas. I don't, I wonder, I couldn't find any information on whether or not he wrote the book because he was chronicled in the article or he just wrote the book because he he needed something to do yeah yeah he had nothing better to do either way to be completely honest i was astonished reading the breakdown of how this movie came to be so obviously he was in prison he had only a certain amount of phone calls that he could make a day so the process to buy the film rights for this movie happened over a longer period of time than normal and the it was fucking sold like three days after it was published i guess it was published and then it was already on like the top selling amazon books list it was already like number one on the on on top selling amazon books because people crave it (laughs) Uh, yeah they they crave the the non-fiction just like heroin addict like war hero stuff i mean i listen i'm watching it for a reason after, days after the book was published, uh, they, they sold. He sold it for a million dollars to the Russos. Warner Brothers was also in on it, but the Russos paid a million for it. The Warner Warner Brothers wanted to have Franco direct it. Brianna James Franco. I saw that. And TBH, he <laughs> he probably wanted to star in it too. You know, he probably wanted to star. In oh, it. he definitely would have. He would have fought it. And they would have been like, "Yeah, we're gonna go with someone else now." Bye. <laughs> yeah, I saw a quote that was like. Uh, what is Nico Walker's life going to be like now that he sold a movie and, you know, all this and that? And, and I saw a quote that said, well, I hope he doesn't go back to robbing banks. 
the movie was written for the screen by Angela Russo Ostot, who wrote a couple of episodes of The Shield and that show V. Pretty sure that she's a Russo sister and not a wife, though, Brianna, because it's Russo Ostot, not Ostot Russo. Eh, maybe, right? you know, you can do whatever you want. I guess you could, but I'm, I think... I mean, I think it is it, kind of a common it, last name, though. Is, yeah, well, well, either way. It, it was also, uh, there's another screenwriter on it, Jessica Goldberg, who created a show called The Path on Hulu, starring Aaron Paul. The movie is obviously directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, who you may know from directing a couple episodes of Community or Arrested Development, and then possibly uh, Captain America movies or Avengers Endgame. Um, the filming did not begin until October 8th, 2019, after, after some complications, I guess they were going to film in Cleveland at first, and then there was some tax stuff, so they went back to California, but then Cleveland was like, fine, we'll let you film here for less, and so they went back to Cleveland. They filmed in Cleveland, Ohio, Cleveland Heights, um, and they concluded in February 2020, Brianna, so that's... cutting it. October, November, December... Four months. January, that's four months, that seems reasonable, right? Yeah, but I mean, they are, like, chronicling, I don't know, isn't it, like, 10, 15 years of, like, this guy's life? According to the Russo brothers, they edited the movie as it was taking place, which is the second movie, I think, out of, like, the last three that we've done that's that's been filmed this way. But I feel like when Chloe Zhao did it, it was, uh, for, there was, it was for a reason, and, um, I... I don't know. The Russo brothers said that they they did it because it if they needed to reshoot and rewrite parts of the film, they could just do it immediately. But that seems, I, I guess that makes sense. Um, but I I wonder if it it hindered anything. Uh, it was composed by Henry Jackman, who has done. I'll give you a list of things he's done: Kong Skull Island, X Men First Class, Winnie the Pooh, Wreck It Ralph, Puss in Boots, Captain Phillips, Winter Soldier, Civil War. Kick-Ass, Kick-Ass 2, Big Hero 6, and then Seth Rogen's The Interview. That's quite a list. That's quite a list, right? I mean, he's got a ton more, but that, that's just, those are just like some some I picked out. Hmm. Did you find any tidbits? No. You kind of took them all. Thanks. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, there's really nothing, com- like, there's really nothing out about it. It just came out a couple days ago. Yeah, all I could really find was the production. I think that the most interesting part of the whole thing is how it was three days old and already sold for a million dollars to a production company. There was like six trying to buy the rights to it, too. There wasn't just like two, you know what I mean? Like That's because people love this stuff. Like, remember how excited people were to see the, like, American Sniper? That's true. I don't know if they love it that much, Brianna, because at the time of this recording, it has a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, based on 5,332 reviews. It has a 38% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, based on 165 reviews. And it has a 76% audience score, based on 500-plus reviews. That's a big jump. 40% jump. That's a big jump on Rotten Tomatoes. 44% on Metacritic. Uh, but I had to go looking for that, because the Google hasn't been showing Metacritic lately. 93% of Google users like this. But you know what they did have when you Google the movie Cherry? You know what review did come up next to Rotten Tomatoes? IGN. I was like, what? what? They gave it a 5 out of 10. Yeah. So, so there's that. What do you think about this? You, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm excited to see it because, you know, we haven't had a lot of movies where there's been action. And even though this kind of seems like a drama, I'm still ready for some action. I'm hoping there's action. This guy robbed so many banks until he got caught. And he's a heroin addict and a troubled soldier. Yeah. So I'm hoping there's like, hoping there's some explosions. Mm-hmm. 
They bought they bought the script for a million dollars. They bought the rights to the book for a million dollars. So I'm hoping that you know they spent some money on some special effects or something crazy. I hope so. Maybe maybe not even special effect explosions, like real explosions. That's what I want to see. Okay, you don't want to see Spidey flying through the the city. I just watched the oh, I, I, I too many CGI explosions have been in my life in the last two weeks. I I need to see some real ones, real ones, Brianna. Okay. I'm excited though. I think it's gonna be. I love Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. The Russo brothers were, you know, talented. Um, <laughs> I've heard mixed. I've heard mixed reviews, but I'm trying to keep my hopes up. You want to give me the synopsis while I pack my bone? Ready? Go for it. The wild journey of a disenfranchised young man from Ohio who meets the love of his life, only to risk losing her through a series of bad decisions and challenging the circumstances. That synopsis sounds way more boring than the. Like the synopsis of like the movie that you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I didn't hear anything about a heroin addict or or a bank robber in that in that synopsis at all. Okay, well, sorry. I'll talk to them next time I'm googling things and getting the synopsis. Please do. Thanks. All right, everybody, pack up your bongs, your bowls, your dab rigs, and your soup, and let's get it going. In three, two, one. <laughs> And we're back from watching Cherry. Get ready for a very frank and thoughtful discussion on PTSD. I'm just kidding. Brianna, what did you think about Cherry? Mm. <laughs> Probably could have gone without it, but I don't know. It's the flow. It, it, sometimes on, sometimes off. Directing was good, but not great. They definitely took some artistic liberties. <laughs> I haven't read the book, so I can't speak towards the adaption of the script, but I honestly was sitting there, like, by the end and going, like, is this too long or too short? Because they don't explain a lot of things, but at the same time, like, they over-explain some other things. Um, yeah, I could have, yeah, you know. There's a butthole scene. <laughs> There's a butthole scene, yeah. You got you talked it up, and then we saw it. And we... Yeah, Tom Holland's butthole. But not what you're thinking, but maybe what you're thinking. I don't know. There's going to be some Cleveland slander in this episode. I'm just going to get people ready for it. Uh, it's set there, so. Yeah, they think they're cool because they have, like, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And apparently heroin addicts that don't have hand railings in any of their homes. And take their socks and shoes off. Oh, man, that was such a weird, that was such a weird part. They made it seem like this movie, like, you start you start popping pills, and then a week later you go to slamming black tar heroin into your veins. And I just don't think that's how it works. I'm, I'm pretty certain that's not how it works. Um, yeah. My main takeaway from this, is Brianna, is that, like, I'd like to see what was omitted from the book. Hmm. The book has to be more substantial, right? I mean, yeah, he spent years writing it while he was imprisoned like he probably had a lot of time to reread and redo things <laughs> i just don't feel like two hours and 20 minutes does this any justice it was a long long movie it split up into several different parts they didn't make any sense the first the first part was not great the second part was better <laughs> the third part in my opinion was the best part when he was in iraq Mm-hmm. And then they came home and he was a, a heroin addict and then his girlfriend became a heroin addict. And then like this is all real life stuff. So it's I, I can't I can't say that it's like poorly written because it really happened. But the way that it was showcased in the movie is, is is bizarre at points. Brianna mentioned that she felt like it was a Wes Anderson film, like the first like 25 <laughs> minutes in. 
It was. It was weird. Like, the shots were weird. Like, uh, I don't know. And there was just the first hour and a half felt like years. I was afraid I aged or grew, like, a mustache or something. It was so long. <laughs> the movie was so long, but it didn't have, like, any content. It was just so weird. What about, like, the two of them just look like they're playing house? Like, the, <laughs> the main female character is so not great in this. I don't know what the fuck she's from, but she is not good. She's not good. Like, they both look like they're 13 years old, so it's just, like, it's weird to, like, believe that they're old enough to have, like, this just cracked out, like, addiction, and then, I don't know, but they're also living, like, a normal life. Like, I didn't understand that, like, but they were just too young. They looked way too young for this. The best part of the movie is easily Tom Holland, obviously, but I think the directing was a second, and it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't great, but it was good, and you could definitely tell they were trying some new things but it just didn't always land i feel like no they were uh i just i think they were doing a little too much of um what they thought was a good thing yeah um like you can obviously see where they put they put themselves into it you know it's it's uh (laughs) it's very russo brothers (laughs) it wasn't a snoozer it was definitely cool at points but then like the other half of the movie was just kind of boring and nonsensical and didn't really intrigue me whatsoever. Yeah, there was like no consistency. It was either like really good scene or like an awful trash scene. The first part was way too long. <laughs> the last part was the last 10 minutes of the movie are way too long. Well, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but it spans from the first, I don't know, half is supposed to be like five years. And then... The last 10 minutes is like, I don't know, seven years or something, or like nine years. And it's like, what? Huh? (laughs) Time just flew by? I liked some of the characters in it, though. Some of the side characters. Um, yeah, they weren't memorable for me, except for the one with the face, but... Yeah, we'll get we'll get into the spoiler zone, um, just in case you wanna you wanna watch this thing beforehand. But Brianna, how many popcorn bags are you giving it? Just because I think Tom Holland's really cute, I'm giving it a twenty out of fifty. I'm gonna give it a twenty three out of fifty because I respect Tom Holland and I respect uh, what the Russo brothers tried to do. You just like the bee hole. I just liked the bee hole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think there's a there was a, I, it really it made me want to read the book because I wanted to see. I want to see like what was omitted, but I don't know. I'm I'm just very I'm very like blah right now. It just it was a long movie, and when you watch a long movie like this and and you're not a, you don't get what you're expecting, it's just kind of a bummer. And also, uh, initially we started this podcast and it was like, well, we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna critique these movies as fans and as just kind of like the the average the average person that watches a movie, but. After like 35 movies of taking notes and watching intently, it just gets to a point where you, you you really can't watch it as just like somebody casually watching a movie. Like, I'm fucking sitting here picking apart everything, and I'm sorry, but this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. I don't recommend it. I really don't. It's on Apple Plus, too. I would have loved to see what the James Franco directorial... Uh, take on this would be maybe they can reboot it in like 10 years and (laughs) we can see how that goes um yeah i wouldn't recommend it if you have apple plus and you know you don't mind 
some war violence and puking and shitting, like, sure, watch it, but I don't think it needs to be winning anything special. Yeah, a lot of puking and shitting, which we'll get into right now, in the spoiler zone! <laughs> favorite parts, least favorite parts, Brianna, what were yours? Favorite parts, Tom Holland, the end. <laughs> And then when it ended. Well, that's a that's a trope at this point. So that's a lame, lame joke by Brianna. When it ended. It's not a lame joke. That's really all I have for favorite parts. Okay. Well, what about the fourth wall breaks? I really liked those. <sighs> I did and I didn't. Some of them were fine, but I felt like there was a little too many. I don't know. I only had three favorite parts. Tom Hall and the fourth wall break. And then the drill sergeant swears and yells. <laughs> <laughs> When he goes to training camp, you get a whole bunch of different verbiage from the drill sergeants that they yelled at the cadets, and it was really funny. I wrote some down, Brianna, if you want to hear them. Yes. Um, you fucking weak dick flap. I thought that was a good one. I liked that one. Uh, what are you, just a dick with ears? I thought that was also a great one. They called hands dick skinners. <laughs> and they called mouths cock holsters. <laughs> And the way the drill sergeant used it was, you better shut your goddamn cock holster. <laughs> so that was a, that's why I really liked um, training camp, training camp. I, re- I, re- I really liked when he went to basic training. basic training and when he was at war, that was intense. The war parts were really horrific, very gruesome. Mm-hmm. <sighs> There was some crazy shit going on during that. War is fucked up. Brianna at one point goes, how does this not affect more people than it does? And I was like, well, 22 veterans kill themselves a day, so it definitely does. And I got to tell you, from my takeaway from these scenes is that the people in charge do not do a great job or didn't do a great job during the time. I don't know now, <clears throat> but they certainly do, didn't do a great job at the time uh, consoling these soldiers. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what your opinion is on this, but if 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 you think that maybe a soldier like needs to uh like man up, then that's probably not the 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 best uh point of view to take watching this movie because it is riddled with horrific moments of Tom Holland experiencing P- PTSD and those are pretty startling. Also the fact that uh, also when he's withdrawing is pr- is pretty harrowing as well. A lot of trigger warnings in this death destruction addiction violence real rape there was like a weird rape scene at one point that really bummed me out what he was talking about how one of his sergeants was a killer and then they cut back and the sergeant is in a car with a girl and he's saying like don't fucking move don't fucking move and she's screaming it was that was pretty horrific i I thought that was like jarring yeah there's some like they make fun of some little iraqi kids at one point that's kind of a bummer they don't really revisit that um in terms of movie structure, there's not a lot of payoff when it came to the setup. Definitely least favorite parts, Brianna. Right off the bat for me, Cherry's wife. <laughs> I didn't like her either. Young, weird, like her angry scream where she looked like a teen. <laughs> I said it looked like she's yelled at her parents and was like, I'm going to my room. It was so bizarre. It was so unnecessary. Yeah. Um, I think that She's doing okay, but they shouldn't have put her in this movie. Like, she's not doing that great yet. She might, you know, 
turn into something later. But yeah, I couldn't get past like how she looked so young and her like ugly cry. It just looked like someone took the girl from Gilmore Girls and shrunk her head <laughs> onto a normal body. It's, <sighs> it's so weird. What were your, some of your least favorite parts? Well, I didn't like the wife. Um, I didn't like the shitting and the puking at the same time. Showing Ooh, that was the a shitting in the gross. tub scene. Yeah. Ooh, that was, was kind of sh- like whoa, like sure you could have didn't have to show it, but you see the wife <laughs> shitting in the tub, just like and the shit is just like streaming down the tub, and yeah, and she's probably like also puking and just like crying all over herself, like. Ugh. Yeah, so I didn't like that. I didn't like how there was so many parts that we thought were in slow motion, like, accidentally. That was kind of weird. Yeah, the very first part of this movie is pretty choppy, and you think your TV's off, but it's not. Uh, There's also some parts where the background is real fuzzy, and you think your TV's off, but it's not. (laughs) Um, normally you'd say, oh, that's, that's, well, that's art, Mantis. Mm, in this situation, I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, there was just, uh, there was too much of it. If you're watching a movie and you have to go, is my TV off, like, every ten minutes, then <laughs> it's not the right, that's not the right scene to set. I, I don't know. How about the coke guy getting shot, but they don't know how? Yeah. That bummed me yeah, out. Like, yeah, he, that in real life, he was so like, much. I know in real life, he says, like, we don't know how he got shot. But there's this like, there's this like preppy coke guy with a mentally challenged sister um, who he gives. I think he gives heroin to at one point. I That was really weird, too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not even talk about that. And they don't know how. And then they just leave him on the side of the road. And someone take in like the, the googly eyed guy that Brianna really likes. <laughs> he takes his shoes and his socks. <laughs> Dear God, so many needles in this movie, Brianna. Yeah, there was um, there was a lot of needles. Um, I just came off a binge of uh, intervention, so I was not ready for more of that. But um, I don't know. It just it felt. I felt the whole movie felt weird. It was they they ju- they had to have jumped time a decent amount of time because the, the what bummed me out the most was when they just went from pills to heroin, like like needles. I was like, wait, no, 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 no. That's not. <laughs> yeah, like, they did that a little too soon. Yeah, they didn't the, even like, run out film of film at least. Yeah, it went from him getting prescribed. Pi- like, I feel like the, tr- the the projection is you're prescribed the pills if, if you're prescribed the pills. And then it gets to a point where your doctor's not giving you any more pills. So you start to score pills on the street. Pills get too expensive. So you start like snorting heroin or like putting it on your gums and shit. And then like. You get to a point where you don't want to do that anymore, and then you start slamming heroin. And I, I don't know the exact transition, but I don't think it's a week. Hey, you never know. Hey, I guess I don't. I you <laughs> never know. But like, I guarantee you, in the book, it didn't happen in a week, and that's why I really want to read it. No, it would have been perfect timing had like there been eight other things after that that were like, whoa, what a life changer. But there wasn't. There was only like one or two after that. So it was kind of like, oh, that early on they were like highlighting that and then we're just going to forget about it forever. Um, what else? What else you got? I don't know. Yeah. Other than that, like that's really all that bothered me. The slow motion bothered me. The wife's little like squished face bothered me. I wonder how big her hands were because her face was probably the size of like a penny. Oh, remember when she bit that guy? <laughs> and then he went to go like squeeze her head and his hand was as big as her head <laughs> <laughs> yeah he would have squashed it like a little grape and um yeah that was about it 
Yeah, so I'd say pretty low-key review, but at the same time, not very exciting, not a lot to work on. I was hoping that I'd be able to talk about the directing more, but it just wasn't that great. <laughs> I said, I've said that four times, but like, it's just, it was really, it was a real bummer because obviously you love the Russos and you love Tom Holland and Tom Holland did not disappoint. I really think his acting was the shining star of this movie, but the Russos could have done a better job, especially, uh, the fact that they said they were editing it while they were shooting, which has to be confusing and a lot of work. I can't imagine uh, filming all day and then going and sitting next to an editor to give notes. It's just, that's, maybe they did too much. Maybe they just, like, strung themselves along a little too thin, and uh, and, and this is what happened. Uh, because I was really hoping for an Oscar movie, and this is by no means even a Golden Globe movie. And you know how we feel about the Golden Globes here at Where, Where the Fuck the Popcorn Bags. It would would be a Golden Globe movie because it has white people. <laughs> it's so many white people, like one black person. <laughs> Like one black person. What else did you uh, watch this week, Brianna? Well, I tried to watch Tom and Jerry, and I fell asleep within the first like twenty minutes of it. So what it did could you... have been me. I'm gonna give it half me, half the movie's fault. <laughs> and uh, what did you take in in that twenty minutes that you were awake? I was uh, very, very underwhelmed. <laughs> I did like to see like little, um, little Jerry, but other than that. Nothing. Being underwhelmed means that you thought you were going to get a sense of feeling of, of of being whelmed. Like you thought that you were going to be in for it. Well, you know, I love bad movies and I was kind of like, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. Like I happen to love bad movies and this could be right on that list like Scooby-Doo, but right. it's not. It's not at all. Okay. It's good enough for me. Oh, and I also watched um, Honest Thief with Liam Neeson and Kate Walsh. How was that? That was a, <laughs> that was a weird one. It came out on Prime, and um, it was shot a lot in Worcester. I think like the whole thing was shot in Worcester, so that was kind of interesting. But overall, the movie was kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, that's Liam Neeson hasn't been. I mean, like Liam Neeson did Taken. And then people were like, mm -hmm. whoa, cool. And then he did Taken 2, and people were like, okay, that's enough. And then he started making more movies that were pretty much just like Taken, and everybody's like, at least in my opinion, going, all right, Liam Neeson, we need a little less of you and a little more of not Liam Neeson. That's pretty much what this movie was. It was like another take on Taken, and Kate Walsh is like his distressed girlfriend. What did you watch? I watched the like last half of the MCU in chronological nice. order. I have, actually, a list from best to worst of the 23 movies, if you'd like to hear them. I, uh, is it your personal yeah, list? Yeah, it's my, my, personal, my personal list. Okay. All right. So this is, this is my opinion, uh, which means that it's the right opinion. Um, <laughs> at Sitting dead last at number 23 is The Incredible Hulk, starring Edward Nor Norton. <laughs> so bad. Not one redeeming quality about it. Liv Tyler was terrible. The bad guys were terrible. I heard what's his Abomination, who is the bad guy in the movie, played by Tim Roth, I think, is going to be in, like, She-Hulk coming up. So that's interesting. But yeah, Incredible Hulk, so, so bad. I don't know why they would... it Like, they were trying to tie it into the MCU, too, and they just failed on every level. Um, coming in at number 22... Timing. Coming in at number 22 is Thor 2. So I just want to explain that... I ranked these as I was watching them. 
And so I would just be like, all right, I enjoyed this movie more than this one, or I enjoyed it less than this one. So I didn't watch them all and then make my list. I made it as I went. Uh, so Thor 2, not, not awful. Not awful like The Incredible Hulk. It's not a bad movie. It's just kind of boring, and the CGI is kind of just there, and there's not a great fight scene, and Natalie Portman's kind of just bleh, if I'm being honest. Um, it it is it is a necessary transition into what Thor is going to become, though. You start to see little bits of the humor that you get in in the character that is Thor now. So it felt like a good bridging point, and they explained a lot of the backstory of Asgard, which helps a lot when you're watching Ragnarok. Ragnarok, or you can just <laughs> you could Ragnarok. Excuse me, sir. Um, you just appreciate Ragnarok more after it. Twenty one is Captain Marvel. Once again, not awful, but it's not as good as the other ones. I will say that when she becomes like Captain Marvel and she starts shooting through ships at the end of the movie, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. Like, it was yeah, that's pretty pretty cool. awesome. Uh, ben <laughs> Mendelsohn's yeah, yeah, her hair lights up. She does the whole deal. Um, ben Mendelsohn's really good in it, and uh, you meet. Maria Rambo and her daughter, who's in WandaVision. It's just, it's a cool, cool little part. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed it because it's a Nick Fury origin story, too, in in parts. Oh, yeah, it is. So then after Captain Marvel is Iron Man 2, coming in at number 20. Once again, not awful, but pretty boring. The main, ca- uh, the main villain is Nick Nolte, I think. He's not great. Uh, he has, like, he's the guy with the whips. Oh, it's it's Mickey Rourke, isn't it? Mickey Rourke, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mickey Rourke. I always get them mixed up. And he's he's got the whips, and he's like, "I'm gonna beat you up, Tony Stark." And then Tony Stark's like, "I'm not. I'm Iron Man. I'm like, I'm the best." And it's just, it's just kind of, it's just kind of there. It's just like there in the the MCU. Next after that, at number nineteen is uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Once again, mm. not bad. Ant Man and the Wasp is a decent heist film in itself. Uh, it's enjoyable if you watch it. It's it's got more of the good side of Evangeline Lilly and Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, yeah, <laughs> pretty important because of the like Ant Man is is very important in the MCU because of what it gives to Endgame. You know, like Ant Man's a very mm-hmm. important part of Endgame, um, and so Ant Man and the Wasp I think is a must see before you watch Infinity Wars. Uh, coming in at number. 18 is Iron Man 3. Better than Iron Man 2, obviously, but not the not the greatest. There's that kid in it that's kind of redeeming. He's like the little boy that Tony Stark Tony Stark like hides out in his uh in his place. Is that Iron Man 3? Yeah, that's Iron Man 3. I honestly didn't think Iron Man 3 was going to be as bad as I thought it uh, or was, I didn't think it was going to be as low on my list as I thought it was going to be, but as time went on, it just ended up getting ticked down. Is Iron Man 3 the one where he, he there's a, what's his face? He's got a dickload of PTSD. Is that the one with uh, Guy Ritchie? Is yes. That his name? Guy Pierce. Yeah. Guy Pierce? Justin That's Hammer. Same, same person. No, no, not, not, <laughs> not, 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 uh, I'm thinking of Justin Hammer. I'm thinking of two. But yeah, three is Guy Pierce. And he's like, he's like, he, for, first time you see him, he's got like, he's got, he's in like a wheelchair or something. And then that, and with his fecked up hair and glasses, and then the next time you see him, he's suave and walking and has no glasses, and that's supposed to be mm-hmm. his that's his glow up. Coming in at seventeen <laughs> is Guardians of the Galaxy two. I okay. really like Guardians of the Galaxy two. Once again, didn't think it was going to be as low on my list as it is, but it just ended up happening. Happening, decent enough, but Ego's kind of a bad villain. No offense to 
Kurt Russell. Yeah, but you know they were just laying the groundwork. Like yeah, once know. again, important movie because it lays it lays a lot of groundwork for Star Lord being an actual god and um, you know some more Infinity Stone setup and all that. So so decent movie. Uh, sixteen, sixteen would be Doctor Strange. I liked Doctor Strange. I thought it was a good origin story. Not the best. Not the best uh, fight at the end. The the whole Dormammu fight is kind of weird. I don't like the main character, uh, the main villain. Um, Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. Yeah, Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson is not the the best. Uh, I, he's you good. Like he's his a, makeup. No, no, no. He's a really good actor. But I thought the villain he played was just kind of lame. Like, yeah. I felt whatever. like he was a lot stronger than he was like showcasing, and obviously Dormammu is one of the most powerful beings in the whole universe so the fact that dr strange just beat him by groundhog daying him like i don't know it was it was okay it was fine uh at number 15 is ant-man okay. i really enjoyed ant-man is what it is uh 14 is thor thor was really great uh thor is one of my favorite characters i love him more now post ragnarok and um endgame 14 is captain america which one uh, once again like these are not like just because they're 14 and 15 does not mean they're not good they just happen to end up in the middle of the list so 14's captain america thought it was a great jumping off point for the series since i watched chronologically and it just made sense to start there and see, honestly it starts there and then the very last scene of endgame is him kissing peggy and it's just kind of like a sweet it's just very sweet you know so it's a, it's like mm. a good it's a good start and a good end uh, cap no no pun intended uh oh, at cool. 13 is avengers just the original avengers the culmination of all of them coming together they all have their solo movies and then they they become a team uh after avengers is winter soldier i really liked winter soldier i thought winter soldier was the first time that they disney put like a dick ton of money into one of these marvel films and it shows the sets are great. The CGI is great. Uh, the action is fantastic. And uh, the Russo brothers did a great job. Uh, there was this, their, this was their first movie that they did. Um, and it's like, you can, you can tell when they make a movie in the MCU now because of Winter Soldier. After Winter Soldier, for me, is Homecoming. I really loved Spider-Man. And then uh, I thought it was a great jumping off point once again. And then after that is Ultron. Mm-hmm. And then Civil War. And then Black Panther. And then Iron Man. This is the top five. So number five is Iron Man. Tony Stark is one of my favorite MCU characters. And his origin story is just awesome. Just like in the desert. Just like dealing with terrorists. And he makes this badass Iron Man suit. And fucking goes off. It's just awesome. Uh, after that is Infinity War. Infinity War is a very important film in the MCU. And it's beautiful. Uh, but not as beautiful as Ragnarok, in my opinion. Ragnarok at number three. Oh, just yeah. so good. I love Ragnarok so much. Tonally, uh, Taika Waititi is just so funny. And he really took the helm of this this series and just steered it in the right direction. Number two for me is Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy embodies everything I love in the MCU. Every bit of the comedic tone that it provides. Every bit of the the fun... Um, the fun things they can do in that universe. Like, I love the music in it. I love the slow-mo. I love the fight scenes. I loved the origin stories. 
I, I it's just it's for me the the best origin story in the whole MCU. Uh, and then so that means at number one, Brianna is Endgame. I love Endgame. Endgame was a masterpiece. I cried at the end like twice and. Maybe it was just because I was really baked and at the end of a watch, but I was like, oh my god, this is just a masterpiece. It's so good. Not the first time I've seen any of these movies, but wow. Just like, what a cap. What a what a, what an end cap. I left out Far From Home. Um, I did watch it at the very end, and I really loved Far From Home. I'm not going to put it on this list because I feel like this list is special in itself. Uh, but it would definitely go in the top in the top half. Yeah, it, was, it was that good. Do you have any qualms about my list, Brianna? No, honestly, um, I feel like the top of or the bottom of your list is about like the same for everyone, just kind of like mixed around a little bit. But I really like Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's a great origin story. I really like Ant-Man because I just thought it was funny. It's a fun movie. I love Paul Rudd. Yep. What's your top three? Uh, Endgame's number one. I really like Thor Ragnarok number two. And number three, probably Guardians. Okay, yeah, so we're about we're about right there. Okay, not bad. I hope I didn't bore anyone. I might cut that whole thing out. Headlines! Brianna, my one headline is Kung Pao Enter the Fist is free on YouTube. Oh. If you haven't seen Kung Pao Enter the Fist, go and watch it. It is a staple comedy movie in my life. Fantastic. So hilarious. Also go watch like Thumb Wars and the Blair Thumb and all that kind of stuff by uh, by my guy Steve Oden Odenkirk Ogerkirk. It's not Odenkirk like Bob Odenkirk. It's like Steve Oderkirk. Like the Oderkirk. Yeah, of the Oderkirk. You got any headlines? Um, no, I don't really have any headlines because nothing that I saw really piqued my interest enough to talk about. But this came out like I think the middle of last week where Netflix is like launching. A new test to see basically who your real friends are and who your real friends aren't. Have you heard about it? No, I haven't. (laughs) So Netflix is starting like kind of like not beta testing because it's not really like a feature they want to do. But I guess you'd call it beta testing. Um, Like a pop-up message that comes up on Netflix and it says like, is this your account? And they'll send either like a code to your email or your text message itself and you have to like enter the code within like a certain amount of time and then if you get it the first time like i guess it'll keep popping up i don't know but they basically just want to crack down on people sharing passwords so if you got a real friend they'll hook you up and you'll be like hey that code's coming your way can you send it back to me and if they're not your real friend, like, you know, some sleazebag that you still use their Netflix account for, like, they'll get those people. Damn, that's lame as hell for those people. <laughs> Sucks to I suck, guys. I thought it was guys. fascinating, though. That's incredible how they're going to be able to do that. Hey, you know, I mean, think about how much, like, honestly, Netflix makes tons of money, no matter what, even if people are stealing, like, passwords. But, like, think about if actually everybody subscribed to Netflix that watched it. Like, how many Dogecoins would that be? (laughs) Oh, that's so many Dogecoin. That's, like, a billion Dogecoin. I don't even know. I can't even do the math. Uh, (laughs) That sucks for all you... um... You exes and shitty shitty friends out there that don't talk to those people anymore, but you still use their their Netflix account, huh? You got another thing coming your way. 
Woof. I used to be a shitty person. I my brother changed his password though. Oh well, that's your and brother. And then played, and then he played dumb though when I asked. I was like, "What happened to Netflix?" And he was like, "Oh, I nothing. Like, I'll send you the password again." Ugh, what yeah. a weasel! What a weasel! <laughs> Next week, Brianna, we are watching the Snyder Cut, which is on HBO Max. So, I hope you have that. <laughs> they're not doing. They're not doing any tests, though, people. So share the HBO Max code while you can. HBO Max password while you can. Have you ever seen the original Justice League? Yeah, you've already asked me, and I said yeah, and you said you haven't seen it, and I think that's lame. Well, I am gonna watch the lead-up movies, and then just watch this one. This is what I've been waiting for. So we'll see if it's any good. If it's trash, I'm gonna be pissed. It's gonna be three hours of my life taken away. Have you to... won't know if it's trash because you didn't see the first one that was trash. Oh, that's true. But it could just be bad in general, so. Yeah, they could Wonder Woman us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, fuck you. Tune in next week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Hit us up on Discord, on Instagram, on Twitter, on the YouTubes, on Facebook, and Brianna's DM. She likes dick pics. Say goodbye, Brianna. We love you. Bye. Peace, everybody. Bye, Beans. <laughs>